Dog Sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anju to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leap. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the talk path. In the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and race the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog. Chris Horwoodale joined by Matt Crone. Matthew, how's it going? Chris, happy Thursday. Nice, beautiful, warm day here in Pennsylvania. Oh, Hope it's, it's warm out there. Miserable, just miserable. <laughs> yeah, is, it's is, pretty cold today. Is it? Oh, yeah. Well, I feel better now. <laughs> well, we're supposed to. I don't even know. Uh, what is it? We got a high of, I think, like 20 tomorrow, something like that. It's supposed to be. This weekend, we're supposed to get some nice cold coming in. And that's it for this week's episode of the Weather Podcast. Uh, no, we will <laughs> be a coup. We, we just got through some really, really cold weather. Um, did not enjoy it. And it, it's especially heartbreaking for me every time I open up the weather, uh, what, the weather app or weather.com because I, you know, I have three places on there. I have, I have Conchahawken. I have... I have Pleasant Hill, California, and uh, I'm my current location. And I look at Pleasant Hill, and it's like, oh yeah, it's 62 right now. <laughs> Man, would have been that's that's t-shirt weather. Yeah, I was thinking. I, I said this earlier today. Like, I legitimately think I'd probably be back in shorts by the end of next month. So nice. That's a, yeah. That's the problem. I, I have the same thing too. Where it's like I got like Philadelphia, Lansdale, and then Key West. <laughs> and it's like 72 <laughs> degrees in Key West. I was only in Key West for uh, a week. Probably not going to go back anytime soon. It was a great time, but like, gotta have it on the weather app for the rest of my life just to upset me every time I open up. Well, I just, I've got to add another one right now because you'll be really happy to know it is a pretty pleasant 54 degrees in old Montana. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah, that's that's horse riding weather, let me tell you. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be the warmest day uh, for a while here. That, 50, that 51 doesn't appear to be uh, really representative of their, their typical weather. But, you know, 41, 43, 42, 50, that ain't, that ain't bad. Sounds like a place where I'd like to start, start a business, settle down, you know, start a family. <laughs> I feel it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Uh, I think People you should probably, of- <laughs> probably have a conversation with your current wife about this. <laughs> Who's the mayor of Ulm? That's my I tried question. to find that out, and I don't think there is one. This is really just a continuation of your wrong, and here's why at this point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, tr- I tried very hard to find out who the mayor of Ulm, Montana is. I really couldn't find out much. I, I learned that it was found that it was once just like a, it was a large ranch. It was literally just a ranch owned by a guy named William Ulm. And eventually, it became a town. Couple by sprawling home in Jupiter. I want William. Oh, I guess I just googled William Ohm. What's the Ohm Corporation? Look, that's in Athens, Georgia. That's not even. What are we looking at here? False advertising, Matt. False <laughs> advertising. While we while we do that, Ohm Montana research, which is critical. To, I most podcasts talk about Ohm Montana, so I don't. I don't want to be boring. But uh, we've got a ton going on in the sports world. We might have baseball back uh, in the relative near future. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to talk about uh, all the games and 
wild card weekend of the National Football League. That's uh, bananas that were there, and uh, maybe a couple other things as well. Real Montana in Cascade County, by the way. There's just not much information available. How many people are in Montana? I don't know about Montana, but Ohm, I believe that they had 591 people as of 2019. So in 2019, this says 1.69 people live in Montana. 1.69? Yep, that's it. (laughs) One guy got his legs chopped off. He's just walking around on nubs. It was a a horse accident. Well, I don't know. He has 96% of his body, so I feel like he probably just lost a couple of toes or something. Uh, 1.69 million yeah, in uh, right. Ole Mon- or in just Montana alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ole Montana does not. <laughs> they don't even have the the point nine. It's literally 591 people. <laughs> a lot. I mean, makes Pennsylvania 12.8 million people. Yeah, that's well, crazy. A lot of that's Philadelphia. What about Pittsburgh? That's fair too, but. The population, the, the, the population of uh, Philadelphia, I was actually shocked by how much higher it is um, than the population of Cleveland because I don't understand geography. And, I, oh, and the fact that the right place. one is substantially bigger than the other one. Uh, 1.59 million people in Philadelphia alone, which is basically the population of Montana. That's crazy. That's, that's kind of wild. Does everyone just know everyone in Montana? Like you go from one side of the state and just like, oh, like that's Terry. That's yeah, well, I mean, there, there's Terry, and then then there's Greg over like five towns over who is missing a couple of toes. So yeah, they know each other. <laughs> oh, that's the point six nine guy. <laughs> exactly right. That's how he's known. <laughs> well, if we're marketing Canada. This is this will be fine. We'll have syrup parties. Uh, bring. If you bring a bottle of syrup, half-off tickets to the home Montana Rough Riders. What's the name we're going with? The Underdogs, Jackass. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the home underdogs, huh? All yeah, right. I, I will say, and like, I don't like to air personal business on the podcast, but I know he's going to hear it. Um, Greg and I came up with a foolproof plan to make this happen. He still has not paid me. Still? Still has not. I, I let him know. Late last night when he texted me. So he is not, I mean, fact of the matter is he's just not a part of the deal anymore. He might be out. Like, it, I, I, I hate to say it, but he might be out. You can hold my next 10 to 15 paychecks. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'm, hold on. <laughs> and I, was, I want 2% of the team with, okay. <laughs> with an overhead of... Uh, I don't even know how any of that works. I've been mm. watching well, a you, lot of uh, let's Shark just say Tank. Yeah, let's just say you're not going to be the CFO. Oh. Well, I, marketing manager, I could do it. Okay. Okay. The Ohm yeah. underdog, what color would we be? I, you know, I haven't really gone. Well, I mean, we have, lo- we have a logo. We have, it's white and blue, but who knows? We can, things are, uh, things are open for interpretation. Okay. I, uh, I actually asked... Greg about uh, what you were bringing to the table when he let me know about the deal. Uh, and this is what I was alluding to earlier when we were talking. He was saying, he was saying, oh, claims to be a great sales guy. Didn't say you were a great sales guy. I said claims to be a great sales guy. Lots of experience. And uh, I told him when I told you, which is basically all you say to me is that you talk to people about how you can't get them stuff. That's- and, and he told me, Chris, we're 
we're building a stadium in the middle of a pandemic. That's going to be a valuable skill. <laughs> that is very true. It will, it will definitely come in handy, you know, like when people are asking questions. Yeah. As long as you're honest, you know, <laughs> as long I, as you're honest. <laughs> I will say like, that was probably like, I don't know, probably like 12, 15 or something. Uh, and I was just, it literally made me like, it literally made me laugh out loud. And like, <laughs> that does not happen a lot. And so Alexa's like, what, what the hell are you laughing at? Like, what are you giggling at? It's like, Greg said something funny. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's a first. Oh, <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Shots were well, she's, just she's heard fired. the podcast. Oh, okay. oh so <laughs> she knows it's the truth then. <laughs> no, no, it's very funny though. Um, you know what we should do though for this team? Tell me. Puma sponsored NFL jersey. Puma. Not Puma sponsored jersey. Okay, we well, Puma I don't think individual team. teams get to decide which kind of jersey they wear. Unfortunately, don't, don't see why we wouldn't be Puma. NFL don't. needs to bring back Puma. I think they're they're doing fine with where they are. Um, on the on the fashion side of things, though, I will tell you, I have a uh, I have a new number one shoe, a new number one attainable shoe that has come to my mind and come to my attention, uh, and I'm got an aggressive bid on it please let's not talk about it on air like we have previous six thousands is attainable previous yeah, right well my butler wants a pair too but uh no they are i'm looking for it right now um and i do ha i do have the high bid on these they are the uh it's a pair of sb dunks sb dunk highs the reese forbes denim I like these a lot. Okay. Oh, okay. I like these a lot. So, initial reaction, I see these, and I think of that picture of Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. The one where they're wearing all denim. Okay. Well, <laughs> in fairness, most things evoke a response of uh, Timberlake and Spears to you. That's true. Because that's, that's how my brain works. Mm -hmm. Britney's love, back. And you love JT. I do love Jake. That is very true. I was watching one that uh, episode when he got punked the other day. Um, oh, he did not handle that well. He cried. He thought he was dead. <laughs> he was crying. He's like, dude, he, you're the king of pop. He is on the list for like the people who came off worst on that show. Yeah, it was a bad. It was I, a bad I think. <laughs> I don't know how much you've watched, and I'm, I'm sure I'll forget a ton. But maybe no one worse than Zach Braff. I don't even remember Zach Braff. Oh, he just started throwing a hissy fit. He started acting like a tough guy. Like, he started acting like what Zach Braff actually acts like when he's not in public. And uh, it was not good. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what? I feel like I do remember this. Like, there was, like, kids messing with his car or something. Exactly right. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah, we got to look into who Zach Braff really is that day. And uh, not good. Yeah, I'm just going to love him. I, I'm just going to love him for JD. Then I'm just going to move on from him. I struggle. Yeah, I struggle with that because I, I do love Scrubs, although it's a, it's a show I have a hard time going back to. Can't. It's just like. Like, more. I can do it, but there's just so many serious moments. Where exactly like, right. So much death. And then it just makes me think about my own mortality. Like, I'm just like, come on. I think about your mortality all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> when I plan. But. <laughs> No, that what, show. Wait, what? <laughs> no, wait. Don't worry about it. It's probably not important. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we have a trip to Ulm planned. I guess I'm not going anymore. What a place to get rid of someone. <laughs> hey, Terry's no stitch. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, fuck, I don't even know what you're saying. At this These point. shoes are really nice. These Reese Forbes denims. Thank you. They're they're. I'm, I I do want to grab those. I, I have one pair of denims. I have the denim Jordans, and I, I like those. Uh, the Dunks a little a little bit more. Uh, oh, Scrubs. Yeah, exactly right. Like two funny episodes, one serious episode, and you're like, "This is like what? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want a thirty minute comedy to make me feel this way." Yeah, like this is a sit. Not at least not right now where I'm at in my life. Like oh. I'm just trying to go to bed. Like I've already seen it. It's a very good show. I don't need to be sad again. You know. And they change. Uh, they don't have the rights to the music too, and the music was such a big part of that show. Yeah, I I don't know about you, but I don't really go back and rewatch sad. I don't know how many people really do that. No, I like the one show that I went back, and I mean it's it's not a sad show. It's just kind of like a, a dense and then occasionally tough to get through show. Uh, was Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Honestly, see, I I watched Breaking Bad. I liked it. I don't think I would ever revisit it. I would not have it in my top ten shows of all time. Like I don't know. People love it. It's just not a not one for me that i'm like so so i just i felt like it's an acting master class it's it's so unbelievable how good well we it's funny because you and i were talking about frankie munez before the show uh it's 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 crazy how good his sitcom father was at at being a real actor well it's just i mean i just feel like brian cranston amazing actor for sure but who would have seen that you're like oh they cast the the father from Malcolm in the Middle to be this uh, this like cancer stricken teacher that turns into a drug kingpin. I feel like he's had some things in between them, right? He was in Kung Fu Panda three. Sure, sure, sure. I forgot that turn. Uh, I believe they offered that to Matthew Broderick, the uh, Kung Fu Panda three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they they offered Breaking Bad to uh, Matthew Broderick, but uh, he turned it down. Thank God, right? Yeah. Oh no, for sure. It's I'm like always trying to look around. I don't really see many, like what in between, uh, Frankie Muniz, uh, Breaking Bad. Well, He's Frankie Muniz. I, I was thinking he kind of looks like Aaron Paul, but we are talking about Brian Cranston. Yes. Well, I meant just Malcolm in the Middle. I couldn't yeah. think of the name. <laughs> but I, just I, called it. You just called it Frankie Muniz. <laughs> he was in a couple episodes of King of Queens, if you remember. No. He was the neighbor, um, and like Doug couldn't stand him. And then like Doug was like going through a tough time, and like, he got him in on a one of those like, "Hey man, like, buy these filters off me." Like it was like a, a pyramid scheme. So it was like a filter for your water out of your sink. Like you buy it and you invest, and then you sell it. So they they did not have, and I think they had a pool and like. One of them would like look and like every time they'd look over the pool, looked over the fence. And Doug was like, I'm trapped in my own house. I can't even walk out back. Like <laughs> he's just watching me because he's going to sit in his pool. Ah, well, that's great. Well, between, between the, um, the sparkling weather conversation and this, this <laughs> King of Queens recap, I think we're really hitting every demographic. <laughs> I mean, this is what people really want. You know, you know, this is what uh, people need. Cranston only got that job because Vince Gilligan, who is the showrunner and director of uh, Breaking Bad, randomly directed an an episode of X Files that Brian Cranston was in, and he just remembered him. Interesting. 
did he know him like as a good actor? Like, <laughs> I would think he's. I would think so. He's, he's like, oh, I have this new show. I'm looking for the worst actor I've ever worked with. Who was that? It's a it's a weird take, but you know, can't say no. I'm looking to write something that's going to win many Emmys, and I want some bad people. So I get more credit. <laughs> the writing's great. I just can't stand the goddamn guy from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's playing the same character. <laughs> Why does he keep referencing Malcolm? Nothing's changed. <laughs> it's that Aaron. Would've, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I don't know how you pull those rights off, but if it's literally just a continuation of that show, it's in this, it's all in the same universe. And he just, he, he is, yeah, he is that guy and he just goes super dark. You know what? Speaking of same universe, you know what I saw the other day? Hmm. I saw this on TikTok. Let me tell you what, TikTok points out the crazy stuff. Sure. So I, this was, um, this was a late season of the office, late Hmm. season of the office. When I don't know if you remember when Andy he quits his job, he goes to the dog thing where they're all um it's like a charity event and yeah, yeah. everybody from the office is there and Andy ends it's up. It's like the adopting, next episode. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up like adopting every single dog there and people are like, This dude's having a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. So like when he goes into the back, the guy's like, All right, like this dog needs this medicine and it's all like these dogs laying there. And will you see there's one dog laying there? That only has three legs. Cut to it's champion. It's champion, oh. and they that season was all released in the same season. That's amazing. Or in the same, it was all released in the same year. So somehow it's literally champion. Wait, and he's so so. Ed Helms abandons champion. Yeah. So what I'm saying is Ed Helms doesn't give a shit about dogs. Wow. <laughs> We he are... somehow released a dog in Indiana <laughs> that got rescued at a shelter. I mean, this is hitting a little too close to home for me personally. But... Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, it's it's interesting to find out Ed Helms is uh, secretly a monster. I always thought he seemed like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, but if you Google, yeah, if you Google, I, all I did was Google Champion from the Office. First thing that popped up was a Reddit thing. And he's <laughs> Why did right- you Google Champion from the Office? It came up. All right? I'm a good Googler. All right. Uh-huh. I am. I, nothing worse than we are sitting behind someone that's trying to like, like, and you're like, hey, Google this real quick. And you watch what they search. And it's just like, you're so frustrated. Like, why did you just type that? Like, that <laughs> was the worst way to Google it to get the answer. Uh-huh. But yeah, so the Reddit, literally the picture pops up first thing. And it's champion laying there next to Andy and Jim's in the picture. It's literally, cool. and it, it was released the same year. That's crazy. I've got a fun office fact for you, too. I, I listened to Conan's podcast and he had uh, Ellie Kemper on. And uh, I had I knew John Krasinski was was an intern for Conan. Uh, Ellie Kemper also was. And uh, during the episode, they 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 mentioned that Angela Kinsey and Mindy Kaling were also both interns for Conan at one point. So Conan is the reason office the office is. I I guess uh, his well, it was created by Greg Daniels, who was Conan's writing partner growing up, and went on to be a a mega successful uh, uh, show creator. And yeah, he, they took four different people. I'm sure that, you know, they made them audition and all of that. But uh, yeah, four people from uh, Conan's intern staff. That's crazy. That's, I mean, I just Conan's funny. I enjoy Conan. Oh, it's hilarious. I, I think Conan's, I always used to like the, his late night. Like, whenever there was one late night show I was watching, it would be Conan. There was no, I was never watching Fallon. I was never watching no. anything else. Conan was the goat. 
Yeah, Conan he consistently makes me laugh. I know, you know, it's a volume business, as I think he would say, and it doesn't always hit ho- hit a home run, but uh, it's it's always funny. And he's got an HBO Max show coming out that it's going to be pretty solid, I would think. So his because his late night show is not around anymore. Right? They yeah they uh they announced the end of the late night show. He's just doing the podcast now, and uh, they're gearing up for the HBO Max show, which is uh, supposed to come out in the fall. So weird is I googled Conan O'Brien, and the first question that comes up for people also ask, "How many wives has Conan O'Brien had?" <laughs> what is that? It's the answer's one, from what I can see. I don't. Why but is do that you know? You don't really know, do you? I guess not. I think he would appreciate. Like I think that's the, that's the kind of thing he would like brought to his attention. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Am I married? <laughs> like, am, I, am I married to more than one person?" It's it's tough to keep track of these things, quite frankly, especially in the, when you're that big a celebrity. Like you, net worth 150 mil, a lot of money. He, I mean, yes, and it, it could have been a lot more when he, uh, when he, well, when they kind of screwed him over with the whole Jay Leno thing when Leno decided he wanted to come back, and they're like, hey, hey, do you want to come? You want to do the late show at uh, at 12 o'clock so Leno can be on at 11 o'clock? And he's like, no. That's not when the late show. That's not when the Tonight Show's on. It's an eleven thirty show. Yeah. And uh, they they negotiated that buyout. Um, like he paid out of his own pocket for all of his staff to get paid to continue to be paid for a substantial amount of time. So all around seemed, good guy. Seems like a good guy. Uh, occasionally maybe tough to work for, uh, but also like uh, just a very good guy. So he's also in that one episode of The Office. He is. I love. I just love that scene where he's like, "It's Tina Fey. It's Tina Fey." Yeah. He's like, he walks over and he's like, "It wasn't Tina Fey." And then he's like, "Wait, he walked by when I was talking to the fake Tina Fey." <laughs> I just love that scene. Yeah, in uh, in the office, he's in Thirty Rock. Um, Never watched it. Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock's great. I, I I really enjoyed Thirty Rock. I do very much enjoy Tracy Morgan. You should give it a shot. Give it give it two or three episodes, and it's also like the kind of show. There's no reason you can't have it on while you're working. I gotta, I'm too busy telling people they can't get stuff. So. Right. Well, this this will brighten your spirits a little bit. <laughs> I'm also watching Cop Out, so I can't really can't just turn Cop Out off to watch. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Cop Out starring Tracy, uh, Tracy, uh, whatever, and Bruce Willis. Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis. Yes. Oh my God. I I tried to rewatch that. I mean, it's amazing. And it you got through it. And very... An unbelievably bad movie. It's legit one of my favorite movies. I own it on DVD. Like, I love that movie. Sean William Scott, dude, come on. Kevin Smith uh, said it was maybe his worst experience ever making a movie. Kevin Smith, okay. First well, of all, because of Bruce Willis. All right, well, that's fine. Whatever. But still, it is oh. such a good movie. It is very funny. It is, he kicks a 12-year-old, and then, or he punches a 12-year-old. Like, it's awesome. Just a funny movie. I, uh, I've long had an issue with buying too many movies and uh, i will tell you so i check video eta all the time to see what's coming out and i will tell you that it genuinely seems like bruce willis somehow puts out a movie a week i don't even know if video eta is it's just a it's a website to tell it has movie releases not a lot of news or anything i mean the guy he's what is he low on money low on funds this is what's going to shock you though uh, I don't know that he filmed them simul- uh, back to back to back, but 
in terms of release schedule, he had three consecutive movies, which were all released in the span of like five or six weeks, that starred him and Chad Michael Murray. I mean, what? Like, were they just <laughs> filming it in their back backyard, just like drunk? Like, <laughs> I guess I'm looking for him right now. Uh, Fortress, so- I believe, is one. Yeah, Fortress is one of them. Uh, a group of criminals hell-bent on revenge forces a retired officer and his son to save the day. Uh, Mr. I think Chad Michael Murray is a drug lord in that one, as you would, as you would believe. As you, yeah, always. Uh, I don't know why I'm searching Bruce Willis's. Uh, Survive the Game is another one. Uh, a man's life on his farm is interrupted when a cop and a pair of dangerous criminals show up. It's uh, B. Will and, and Chad Michael. And where is the other? The other one is... Oh, this one he made with some random girl. Congratulations. Random girl, good movie. Random girl. Um, this is Deadlock. What's Deadlock? It's Patrick Muldoon and Bruce Willis. Oh my god. Cosmic Sin looks ridiculous. Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo. There's so many... I'm on this video ETA thing. Yeah, I get, I never even really realized how many movies come out like mm-hmm. that are in the world. That, there's a lot, especially now because the post-COVID stuff is all is all hitting. Uh, survive the game. I can't find the other one. Survive the night might be the other one, but uh, yeah, sur- survive the night. Survive the game. And they literally made two movies within like months of each other. Both started with "Survive the." Interesting. Survive I think the. it's just like where is creativity gone? I hey, if people want to just pay them to show up and not give a shit and say some I feel words. Like that's, that's so many movies nowadays, though. It's like that's you, you get it with all the uh, reboots and everything. Like, did you see the? They're doing um. A Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot? Dramatic reboot. Yeah, man. Like, what is up with that? No thanks. I watched the trailer and I was like, just name it something else. Well, that was, I don't know if you know the origin of that. Like, if I remember correctly, like, that dude just, like, sent this weird pitch and, uh, and, like, did a promo and sent it to Will Smith and he loved it. And it ended up, they're, like, Will got behind it and they ended up having it be the reboot on Peacock or whatever. Just make it a different thing. Like, just be, like, it doesn't have to be Fresh Prince. You don't have to, like, call the one guy Uncle Phil. He's not mm-hmm. Uncle Phil. Like, he's, he's not, not Phil. Phil. Like, no. like, there's no reason for it to be this. Just make it a different thing. Name it <laughs> something else. It'd be funny if they cast the first Aunt Viv. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just like, <laughs> we're going back in time. We're doing this. We're going we're gonna to switch it up. <laughs> She's yeah, a delight now. <laughs> I watched that. Uh, I watched that Fresh Prince uh, reunion they had, and uh, it was uncomfortable watching uh, watching Will talk to the, the Aunt Viv that he got fired. Yeah, I watched clips of that. Did not seem did not seem as comfortable as they were trying to make it. You know? No, no, no. It, they played it off like everybody was just cool and having a good time, and no, yeah. I did not get that impression. Usually, when you get someone fired, I don't know if it ever really. Uh... Yeah. Really, ever gets gets settled. Tough ever. to walk that back. Like <laughs> un- unless that person just like gets the role of their lifetime because they were available. Uh, instead, she faded into mediocrity. Yeah. Oh, so. she was in idiocracy. Yep. And then, uh, and nobody saw that. So what a bad movie, dude! I didn't even. That's like a, that that movie. Dax Shepard is like a main guy. 
I disagree that it's a bad movie, but it is a weird movie that is not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for me. I've, I fair. never really liked it. didn't even have Kevin James in it. I mean, the Kevin James, Sean Payton movie is, was better than Idiocracy. I mean, I don't think it's out yet, is it? I don't know. No, I had a private <laughs> screening. Kevin wow. listens, and he understands that I'm a huge fan. Me and him, we go to spaghetti dinners. Oh, shit. We're, we're, yeah, we're good friends. Actually, he's coming to, like, I want to say, like, Bethlehem in, like, May. So You should, you should reach out. Hey, uh, the, <laughs> the whole uh, putting stuff into the universe has worked out for you. I remember, there, I remember you saying, like, all I want is, to, is for Bryce Harper to sign with the Phillies and for us to become best friends. He signed. The best friends part didn't happen just yet. Working on it. Working on it. We almost... Uh, wrote, I, I am connected with him on LinkedIn, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we are connected on LinkedIn. So yeah, he, really, he really cares about sales strategies. <laughs> he posts a lot. He definitely <laughs> posts a lot, which is weird. Which is weird. But um, it's because we, we don't have much to talk about in business. Because, granted, I work in electrical automation and he's a baseball player mm-hmm. so it's not really the same i feel like but they butt up against each other you'd think you'd really think and i've told bryce i'm like hey i'm willing to relocate here's my resume yeah. i will move into the baseball world mm-hmm. i would love to i would love to help out <laughs> so is there any specific any specific way you're gonna help out or i just let me just, go to the ballpark every night. I don't need to do anything. Let me. How, how is that helping out necessarily? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw grounders. If the first, so here we go. If Reese Hoskins, the first baseman, gets out, like the last out of the inning, instead of like changing and someone bringing his glove out, I'll throw grounders to the infield for the first like couple throws until he goes and gets his glove and comes back to the uh, base. Mm. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, one of the, the girl who was a ball girl for the Phillies follows, uh, follows us on underdog was a ball girl for the Phillies. Like this would have been like four or five years ago now. And I, I tried have two friends that were ball girls for the Phillies. I tried to get her to come on the show and talk about her experiences. And it was just a hard no. <laughs> you have to tell me off air who your friend is. Cause I, I also have two friends that were ball girls. It's oh, not like- my, I, not my friend, just literally somebody who follows us on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Never mind. But still, seemed like a sweet gig. I always wanted to be a ball girl. That would have been mm-hmm. sick. I, I was Weird tell- that you I have- aspired for ball girl and not ball boy. <laughs> I have a friend whose dad is like uh, a high up guy in the organization. And I was like, hey, like during COVID and like no fans were there. I was like, let me come out and be a ball girl. Let mm-hmm. me see. Like, you keep I, saying I, ball girl. And that, that concerns <laughs> that, me. Because that's what they are. I'll put on a wig. I'll, I'll go out there. Uh, and I just want to. Just, it would be so much fun to just sit there and sometimes field grounders. Mm. Like, talk about a beautiful, beautiful night. It's got to be annoying, though. I always feel bad when they're, like, sitting there and, like, the little kids come up, can I get a ball? Or, like, can you sign this? Can you take a picture with me? It's just, like, I feel like it would get to a point where, like, I just want to my job, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm keeping gotta... you safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though there's a net now. Yeah. Um. I think Greg and I stumbled upon a good strategy that we probably should have employed here, wherein we talk about the football stuff first, and then, oh, and then just fall into BS, like the creation of the home underdogs, for instance. Uh, but here we are, thirty minutes in, and we haven't gotten to Wild Card Weekend in the NFL yet. So that's this we, weekend. It, it weird, right? And I think we should probably. 
probably get into that. Um, the first of the two Saturday games, the Las Vegas Raiders head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. Um, Bavada has the Bengals minus five and a half. Bengals all day, all day, every day. They're the better football team. And maybe I'm just saying this right now because since the national championship happened, I've been seeing a lot of like, just like those awesome videos of Joe Burrow from mm-hmm. like when he won, like smoking the cigar and like the 4k camera. And it just, he looked like the biggest badass in the world. And I'm just, I'm here for the Bengals. I'm here for Burrow. I think they get it done. Shout, props to Vegas though. They, they went through adversity this year. They really oh, did yeah. a lot. I'm glad they kicked it. If there would have been a tie, that would have been so lame. Like, like you don't deserve to be in it, Chargers. If, like, we're, if we're literally just not kicking it so I make the playoffs. Well, I've asked everybody this question so far, so I'll ask you too. Um, as, as, as we know, or in case you don't, the background of that is that during that Raiders-Chargers game, it was essentially a losing-your-out game. If you win or you tie, you make the playoffs. Do you think... There was conversation at any time for any seriousness where they're just like, hey, let's end this thing in a tie. Let's end this 0-0. No. No? Nope. Not at all. Nowhere. Not, never in a million years in any point would that have ever happened. I think that's the dumbest. Like, I kept seeing that on Twitter, and I just think that is so asinine, so dumb. You're not going to play a rival and just uh, go zero, like put zeros on the board. It would diminish the game. It would have no meaning. I think, I think no real football player, real football coach in their right mind would ever even see that as an option for them doing. Okay. No. And I think you're almost certainly right, but it's an interesting thought experiment given that both teams could have ensured that they make the playoffs. I don't know. It it ruins the game. I I never. I oh, it would be a mockery. Yeah, I I never in a million years thought that that would actually happen, and I feel like that's more for like nerds. That's a nerd <laughs> thing. It's it like like it's th- those are the people that aren't the real fans that care about the internet stuff more. They're, you're more of a fan of Twitter and the NBA drama than you are the actual <laughs> game. That's what those people. You know, they don't care. They don't watch football Sunday. They're not there for the spirit and the heart and the fight. Like, well, if that were to ever happen, I would just, I would just pray to God that it was on one of the Manning casts where Roger Goodell was one of the the guests. <laughs> like Roger, like, what are we doing here? Dude? Like, they are ruining your sport on national television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, I just never think in a million years two NFL football teams would ever do that. And you're almost certainly right. Uh, the Saturday game, the New England Patriots head to Buffalo, as as I believe someone else will, to take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bavada has the Bills minus four. Yes, I am leaving tomorrow for the five and a half hour trip up to Buffalo, New York. Going with my cousin, who's a season ticket holder, diehard Bills fan. I'll be dressed warm. I bought some nice, <laughs> comfy snow pants today at REI. I'll be good to go. I got a nice jacket. So it's going to be cold. I think it's like a high of like 10 degrees. Mm-hmm. But we're only going to be 14 rows off the field. I'm going to have cool. some nice seats. So, yeah, I, I, I like the Bills in this game. The only thing is I got to wake up. I got to wake up the next morning. I think if I if I leave by 6, I can make it home by like 12, like 12, 15, 12, Eagles 30. And, yeah. yeah, in time for the Birds game. So, yeah, especially, 
I haven't told my buddy, my one friend's been texting me. He's like, no way you make it home. He's like, here's the thing. If I don't make it home, I'll, I'll, I'll know. And you'll have five hours to plan something else on Sunday. Like you can go watch it somewhere else. It's not like we'll, we'll know early on if I'm getting home or not. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Uh, is this the, is this the cousin that likes to get to the game like nine hours early? Oh, you know, I'm going to be in there so early, dude. This guy, well, he's so, he, he's been sending me like the itinerary and stuff. You have an itinerary? Well, the game, like, yeah, the game, the the itinerary is the game kicks off at 815. (laughs) Well, so actually this is crazy. I didn't know this. The Bills stadium must be vaccinated to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good so, every yeah. stadium should be so and um it's funny so like i like right on their websites like you can have this app or you have to bring the physical card no photos mm-hmm. no whatever so i'm like okay so i'm looking at all that and my little brother's telling me he's like yeah they gave us a hard time last time when we used the app and I'm like i was like clearly that guy was just an idiot because it says it right on the buffalo website like this yeah. app is more than okay so this I, my my nice snow pants have a little spot so I can put my vaccination card right in there. Can I can I tell you what we've uh, there was a lot that was made out of the the size choice of the vaccination card, but I find and I'm gonna blow people's minds here. I find that if you put it like in the cash part, it fits perfectly. It fits now, perfectly. It's just half of the wallet. It like it's not going anywhere. I never have cash in my wallet anyway. Now, what is, what kind of wallet? Uh, uh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I have, um, I don't know. It's got one, two, three, like, it's got like four card things on each side. And then there's like a little flappy thing that has my, uh, so what is it? Just f- a bi- is it just like a bifold? It's, it's a bifold. Yes. See, I'm a tri-fold wallet guy. Okay. Always have been, always will be. It's a Rawlings made from Rawlings like handcrafted leather. I love this wallet. I've had it for years. Send Shout us out. the money, Rawlings. Send me another wallet because it's starting to get beat up. <laughs> no, don't but, say that. That's not the way to advertise for them and no, get them well, to send I mean, me money. <laughs> but it's this wallet is 30 it's years great. old. It was given to it at birth. So I think 30 <laughs> years is good enough for a wallet. Ah, the the classic present for newborn children. <laughs> <laughs> I carry around my birth certificate in this thing. Here's an RFID <laughs> blocking wallet. <laughs> But I don't have um I don't think my thing will fit or my uh ID card or my vaccination card will fit in there. And I, I also did the dumb thing where I got it laminated. No. Yeah, so I no so I have technically I have two cards now. Not to, just to throw my vaccination status out there into the Oh world. shit. Look at you <laughs> bragging about getting a booster. Yeah, so technically I have three cards. So Wait, why'd you why do you why do you have, why do you have, Yeah, why do you well they did they just use up all the space on the card? So why? we laminated the first one. Oh, you laminated prior it. to the booster, gotcha. Correct. Yeah, so I couldn't write on it. So Yeah, just, th- there should be more space on mine for the inevitable second booster. Uh but they kind of like they kind of took a lot of space when they were when they were jotting in the stuff for the last one, so I think they're probably gonna have to give me a new one next time. Yeah, my guy wrote it in like size fifty-five font. Yeah, <laughs> but no, nah, it should be. It, it should fit. I have a nice little like pouch, similar to like a kangaroo, right in the front, where I can just put it right in. I was thinking about carrying one of those things, like when I was in Poland, I had um one of those things I wore around my neck, and I had like carried my pass mm. or my, what do you call that thing? Passport. Pass. <laughs> I was close. 
So I just had that around my neck all day walking around Poland, which that why, was a good idea. Why were you carrying your, you know, really, you know, you really only need the passport once you get, once to get into Poland. Uh, I, that, so that was my first time ever traveling out of the country. So <laughs> I just like, like they might ask me for my passport at any time. I don't know, dude. I don't know how things work, and I don't speak the language that well. Like, it's not—it's not like I know what's happening. That's true. It was very—it was—it was a culture shock. It was the first—that was the first time I've ever been out of this country. Yeah, you really don't want to end up in a Polish prison. So, oh my god, yeah, no, thank you. Not not especially if I can't speak the language. Yeah. I'd be in jail forever. Well, did you use did you use any of the like translate apps? Uh, Grubhub, I think. <laughs> no i i what's the trans oh but like that doesn't work if someone's talking to you yeah google translate it does um it literally like they'll it'll take what they say it, it'll translate it on the fly and then you say something and you can literally just show them what you're saying how long has this been around a while oh and i'm gonna blow your mind here there's another app uh another that like it takes pictures of like if you have uh, say a sign in a foreign country that's in a foreign language. If you if you look at it with the camera, it will translate it into English. Interesting. Yeah, I it, wor it works super well. Well, that been now I'm gonna go back to Poland just to do this and then come right back. I don't think there's any chance you're going back to Poland anytime soon. Mm, probably not. Can you get there um, on boat? <laughs> Still probably not. <laughs> Boats are scary <laughs> as well. I think it was last episode or so we were talking about fishing and I was like, I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Well, and I was, we're talking about space as well. Yeah. Not in you, on space. You were also out on space. I mean, I guess, I guess given your, your, uh, take on airfare uh, and air, air, uh, and flight in general, uh, I should have really known what that answer was. But like, I also don't really care about like, so I like Star Wars. I like the okay. Star Wars stuff. The Bob Fett uh, episodes. Bob good Fett, so yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. The Admiral, Steve Akbar. Um, but I've been having a good time watching that. But like, I don't really care about Interstellar. Like, that oh, <laughs> see, I think Interstellar is an utterly brilliant movie that I I just love. I think it's incredibly well acted. I think it's perfectly cast. The Martian is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I don't really care about Star Wars. <laughs> see, see, we have different takes on space. Like, I like space balls. I don't really care about, yeah, Martian and Interstellar and all the, the flux capacitor time continuum. I just, I'm pretty sure that's Back to the Future, but... <laughs> but the, the sea, the under the sea enchanted dance. Whatever, yeah, all well, that I'm pretty stuff. sure that's Little Mermaid. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to be where the people are. It's also Little Mermaid. Um. Yeah. Fair enough. Look, I I tried the Boba Fett show. I couldn't get into it. Really? Did you? I like, love. Um... I, I really liked Mandalorian, which I only watched, literally only watched because I I was here on a trip by myself looking at houses, and uh, I had a bunch of stuff saved on my iPad, and Mandalorian was one of them. I was up uh, really sick in the hotel room, and I ended up watching like three or four episodes, and I was I was pretty much in at that point. Mandalorian's good. I really like Mandalorian. I don't know. I, I've been enjoying Boba Fett. I've, it's only, what, two episodes so far? It's, I don't know. It's good. I just love... Did you watch the first episode? Did you see that tie-in together with Bo Boba Fett and um, Parks and Rec? No. So, do you remember the um, Patton Oswalt in 
Parks and Rec when he mm-hmm. does. So he does a uh, what do you what do you call that? Filibuster. He does a filibuster. So he's like, and he has to get the floor, and mm-hmm. he's just like, all right, like I'm just gonna start talking about anything. Yeah. So he's just like, he's like, um, he's like, you see the hand, <laughs> the um, in Mandalorian armor come out of the Sarlacc pit and emerges Boba Fett, and like literally that whole thing that he says is exactly how the book of Boba Fett starts. That's funny. It's literally like word for word. He exact. I think he got like a writing credit. Like it's legitimately how his. Well, I, I don't think I don't think Patton Oswalt would have gotten the writing credit. I think the actual writer of the episode would. Have. No, that's Patton Oswalt. Like he wrote that fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> I could be making that part up. I think you. I think you probably are. I don't think we were watching a documentary in that episode of Parks and Rec. But, Parks and Rec uh, is a documentary. Well, yeah, fair enough. Uh, look. <laughs> Here's here's what I think you and I can agree on, and that is that I don't really give a shit about anything until Murderville comes out. Dude, yeah, that's gonna be so good. Welcome to Murderville. I'm not seeing uh, I'm not seeing Welcome to. I'm just seeing it called Murderville. Oh, I don't know. Why am I calling it Welcome to Murderville? I'm not sure, but I'm this this um whatever website I'm on right now is just referring to it as Murderville, which is, um, for those who don't know, and I'm sure it's most of you, uh, they announced it 12 seconds ago. Yeah. This is a series that's going to be starring Will Arnett, uh, on Netflix coming out February 3rd. Each episode will have a new celebrity guest, uh, as his partner trying to solve the case. Those celebrities include, uh, Conan O'Brien, Kamel Nanjiani, Marshawn Lynch, Sharon Stone, etc. And, uh, the, the celebrity guest is just ad-libbing his way through the episode. They don't even get a script. And also trying to find out, it's like a whodunit, you know? Yeah. It, it's basically like a murder mystery where everyone knows besides this one guy. And he, so he's ad-libbing, he's acting, and while actively trying to find out who done it. So well, this looks so interesting. This is interesting because it does say, here's the catch, each, episode get, each episode's guest star isn't being given the script. But later on it says that uh, the guest star and the titular character, whose name, by the way, is Terry Seattle, uh, will have to improvise their way through the case. Oh, but it'll be up to the guest, to the celebrity guest alone to name the killer. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm it's excited. Fun. It's going to yeah, be no, fun. It, awesome. it just seems like such a fun concept, you know? And I like. Do you think this is a half hour? I hope so. I don't want it to be longer than that. Maybe I don't half know, hour, like, forty-five minutes. I think like a four. I think this could be like a forty-minute. Like I think I feel like that would work. I would like forty-six minutes. Okay, and that's why we're stopping the show at forty-six right here. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> really, but, uh, picks. <laughs> but uh, no, I think yeah, forty-six minute show. Well, that's just there's so much stuff out there now that is so annoying. When you're on TikTok and you're on YouTube and Instagram, uh-huh. but like this, I like because it's. It's something that's like real, and it, you're gonna have real reactions from these people. Whereas you watch TikTok prank videos that are so set up, everyone's in on it. It's the fakest thing ever. No one would actually act this way. You yeah, see of course. It with, and you see it with like people who like post the videos, like I gave this homeless man a hundred dollars. Look, what oh, I hate that next. shit so much. Especially because it's so. First of all. Do something nice for home for a houseless person. Just do, just be a nice person. You don't have to put it for clout for your own clarity on the internet and clicks and everything. Exactly. Also, don't like you're just lying to everyone. It's just like it's like I still believe there's goodness in the world. It's like no, dude. Like you didn't do shit. 
Yeah, not me, this. but uh, yeah, <laughs> but there are good people, I assume. Yeah, yeah I hate it. There's just so much fakeness. And just like when listening to like Q102 with like, it's War of the Roses. Like, mm. he's going to call and we have his wife on the line. And like, and it's just two actors just faking. Give me real pranks. Give me real jokes. Give me genuine like I like that's what I you like. You want real with. murder. Exactly. I want to see someone die on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um you, if you like that, you might like this. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um and I had to sort of buy into the concept too, because it's not not a world that interests me. But Dan Harmon has a show called Harmon Quest where uh it's basically him and a couple of his friends, along with a celebrity guest each week, doing like uh like playing a game of D and D, but it's, but it's, uh, it's all animated. And the, the celebrity guests obviously have to just like come up with everything. People like Paul F. Tompkins and Ron Funches and Aubrey Plaza and Thomas Middleditch, Kamel, uh, Nathan Fillion, Gillian Jacobs, Rory Scovel, just Patton's been on it. Paul Shear's been on it. Rob Corddry, uh, Manzukis, Elizabeth Olsen, just a killer cast of people. Every week it's, uh, somebody interesting. And it's, it, I found it was often really, really funny. Uh, I'll check that out. I mean, I've I've listened to Dan Harmon a little bit in the past, so that's something I might. Be in. Sometimes it's dumb uh, if the guests like it. It really depends on the guests, obviously. But yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I always did. That whenever I was listening to podcasts, I would pick and choose based off guests all the time. Like if I would listen certain, like on certain shows, especially. Yeah. So. All right, we got to get through these. The, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, Matthew. Travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the Bucks minus eight and a half. Birds money line. I think Brady goes out early this year and then wins the Super Bowl next year because they're going to be like, Brady's done, can't get through the first round. Maybe yeah. that really was his last hurrah. It's setting up a whole storyline. So bet the Birds money line this week and then I'll put a futures bet immediately for Tampa Bay to win the <laughs> Super Bowl next year. Boom, make your money this week. Uh, Bavada has that Eagles money line at plus 300. So that is a, that's a nice little payday. Yeah, I, it's, it's going to be a good week for the boys. Matt is assuring you that you win and he will replace any money that is lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just feel, uh, free, I, feel free to reach out to him. He, he's at that Korean restaurant. <laughs> Read the fine print on all this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, nope. And to, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Both like, the, Bucs are, the Bucs are busy. <laughs> but, but I mean, it is bad. It is, it is a doubleheader for them. They are both in Tampa Bay. Uh, the 49ers go to Dallas, of course, to take on the Dallas Cowboys. And Bavada has the Cowboys minus three. Niners. Cowboys going to choke like they always do. They're playing a very good football team. There's a lot of good teams in the playoffs. It's crazy. I, yeah. I, I I very I think that the Niners win that game. Yeah, it feels like, and I don't know how this this happens every single year. It feels like a coincidence, but most of the best teams make the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I never saw, I never thought that would be a thing, but uh, you know, it's crazy how the world works. But hey, we're, they're not all the best teams. For instance, the Pittsburgh Steelers are headed to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, and Bavada has the Chiefs minus thirteen at home. Big Ben coming out saying that they have no shot. Who cares anyway? Talking, get, playing mind games, being sarcastic. Chiefs win. Steelers cover, though. Really? You think so? I think the Steelers cover. Okay. 
And our uh, our Monday night game, our first Monday night playoff game, the Arizona Cardinals head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Bavada has those Rams minus four at home. And I like the Arizona Cardinals. I took them money line actually to win this game. Oh, I think the Cardinals are a good football team. They got a good roster. Colt McCoy is going to lead that team into into L.A. and win that game. I just think L.A. Sorry, Colt McCoy? Yes, the quarter, uh, backup quarterback. Uh, he's, think, he's leading them? I, I think that, uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray is going to sprain a toe pregame. Oh, wow. Colt McCoy is going to come in. They're going to win. But, <laughs> no, I just think, I, I think L.A. does this every year. Where mm-hmm. Everyone's so high on L.A. And um, like they they traded for OBJ and they traded for Von Miller and mm-hmm. they like they have all these guys that I just think Arizona is going to win this game. I, I don't think that they're I don't think that LA wins. Well, I will tell you what if uh, if you guys believe in Matt's prognostication abilities, specifically the Kyler Murray injury that's coming, <laughs> uh, don't bet on that now. Bavada has the money line at plus one sixty five right now. Wait until that Kyler Murray injury gets announced because that money line is going to go up from there. No question about it. Get in on Colt McCoy right away. Get your your Colt McCoy jerseys ready. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Fun show. Uh, A lot of nonsense, but uh, a lot of fun. Lastly, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Your team, Super Bowl champs, whatever that is on Bavada. That's the future bet. Packers win this year. You think so? Packers win the Super Bowl this year. Yep. You're a part owner. You'll get some kickback on that. That'll be nice. Um, they, they make it very clear that that's not true. <laughs> and nah, I doubt I, that I get a Super Bowl ring either. Oh, yeah. You definitely get You get a Super Bowl block of cheese. That's what it is. Whatever. I'll take it. I'll off <laughs> some of the money I spent for a piece of paper. Bavada has the Packers plus 350. They are actually the favorites. Yeah. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Is this just the... Uh... The Aaron Rodgers Green Bay send off here. I'm out of here, but here's a championship. Uh, probably. I think, I mean, do you think he plays again? How old is he? He'll play again next year. His career. Oh, for sure. Over. He's 30. I think he's like 37. I just think he wins it all. And then I could see him staying in Green Bay, but like, because they're going to be like, dude, we cannot let this guy go. Like, he just won a Super Bowl for us. He can still clearly do it. He'll keep Devontae Adams here. Like, I think the Packers win it all. And I think. Aaron stays and gets everything he wants in bed. Um, no, I, I think that relationship is absolutely broken and, and cannot be salvaged even with a championship. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers is feuding with Boomer Esiason right now. That's uh, well, because did you hear what Boomer said? I'm, I'm just seeing the story right now. He, it's just like weird that like Boomer Esiason, this is why. I saw somebody say this the other day where it was like, do you think if Trump wasn't the one that said fake news that it would actually, people would actually be like, like, yeah, like people are so fake in the news everywhere in sports in uh, like CNN and uh, Fox news. Like, do you think people would put more like, I don't even know what to say, but more thought behind the news being fake. Cause he's yeah. literally, Boomer Sison literally just wrote a fake story that, Aaron Rodgers right is going to is possibly protest the Super Bowl if for, over vaccination stuff. He just made up a story. Like, yeah. it's fake news. And then Rodgers, who it seems like he's on the Pat McAfee show every day, uh, he said, quote, I've given a lot less fucks the last couple of years, but one thing I do give a major fuck about is ridiculous narratives about me. 
I'm going to boycott the Super Bowl. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Exactly. Fake news. It was Andrew Santino who said it. <laughs> like, more people I feel like would be against the news if Trump didn't coin that phrase. Mm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. All right. Well, that is the real end of the show this week. <laughs> for Matt Crone, I'm Chris Horwadell. This has been The Underdog. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.